Hello and welcome back to another episode of After the Whistle. I'm Murray. And I'm Joe. And to start things off today, we're going to start with a little college football talk. We'll obviously get into the NFL and some uh, some more betting stuff uh, later on, but uh, this was a huge week in college football. It was rivalry week. Uh, we got the uh, second to last college football rankings and there were a bunch of uh, coaching changes and player transfers and all sorts of crazy stuff. So we'll just start with the uh, the latest college football playoffs. The only thing that really matters is the one through six. Uh, Ohio State is the seven, and there's really no way they can get in the playoff. Uh, one, we got Georgia. Two, we got Michigan. Uh, three is going to be Alabama. Four, Cincinnati. Five, Oklahoma State. And six, Notre Dame. So just starting from the top here, I think it's pretty simple. I think Georgia's in no matter what happens. Yeah. They play Alabama. I don't think if they win, obviously they're going to be the one seed. If they lose, maybe they drop to the two or the three two or, or three. something. I mean, yeah. Depending on, I mean. Depending on maybe, what happens with everyone four, else. Two. Yeah. I mean, you never know. The college football guys sometimes don't um, seed correctly. Right, but. Pat in the past. Oh, uh, there's, there's some bad ones. <laughs> But for Georgia, I think it's pretty simple. Uh, they're, in my mind, they're the best team in the country, and it's not really even close. Uh, I think they'll roll over Alabama this this Saturday. Uh, number two, Michigan. They just are coming off a huge win. Honestly, probably the biggest program win, not ever, but definitely in, in the it's last 10, 15 years. Harbaugh gets the monkey off his back, and they just didn't beat Ohio State. They killed Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, any Power 5 school that beats another Power 5 school, uh, two top 10 schools, mm-hmm. anytime it beats them more, by a little less or more than 20, that's, I mean, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. And that really shows who's the better football program. They came in as eight-point underdogs at home, and they, they, they won the game straight up. Um and Ohio State have been playing real well. You know, when you look at Alabama, who we'll get into a little bit later, but they haven't looked great all year or recently, whereas Ohio State definitely started off a little slow. But they've been playing their best football these last, you know, three weeks of the season. So it's not like Michigan beat them early, whereas, you know, if you look at the Oregon win over Ohio State, it was week two of the season. I don't think Ohio State had really found their identity yet, whereas Michigan was playing the best version of Ohio State, and they just beat them down. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I've never liked Ohio State. So no, me neither. I'm, I'm, I was not a fan, so I, I, I like to see them lose. And then moving on to uh, number three here, Alabama, as we said, uh, they're in a peculiar situation where uh, they barely beat uh, Auburn last week, excuse me, triple overtime win, two-point conversions at the end. I don't think this is a hot take, I think anyone that's really watched college football or paid attention to it this year will agree with this. This Alabama team is not that good. They're not that special. They're not incredible. I don't think they have a chance in this game on a Saturday. And it seems like there's a, an opinion out there that if Alabama loses close, say 21-17, something around there, that they could still get in the playoff. I want to hear your opinion on that. I necessarily don't like that because it should be the teams with the best record make the playoff. Well, if Alabama loses, they'll be have two losses, correct? Correct. But there's a Cincinnati team that, correct me if I'm wrong, hasn't lost a game yet. No losses. So, I mean, you put I, I put Cincinnati over Alabama if Alabama loses. I don't even think it's close. I think if Alabama loses, they're out. No doubt about it. I don't care if they lose by 1 or 100. I think that this team is just, it's not the teams of the past. You know, they're not the team last year that ran over everyone. You know, they're, they're just, it's just, it's not the Tua Alabamas. It's not the Jalen Hurts Alabamas. It's obviously not the Mac Jones Alabamas. This team, and no, nothing against Bryce Young. I think he's probably going to win the Heisman, uh, after the uh, disappointing performance from Ohio State and uh, and C.J. Stroud last week. But yeah. I, I think that a lot of people saw this coming from Alabama. Just when you look at all the talent that got drafted into the NFL this year, six first-round picks, yeah. I mean, including your quarterback, 
your Heisman Trophy winning wide receiver, uh, and a whole bunch of other obviously really good football players. As good and as dominant as Alabama and Nick Saban are, there's going to be rollover. I think everyone kind of knew this was a rebuilding year, so I, I think we see that. I think Georgia wins this game by more than 10, to be honest. The line's 6.5 right now. I think that's a joke, but... You know, you never know because this is still Alabama. This is still Nick Saban. They are still a great program historically. Yeah. And they're not just going to roll over here. They're, you know, they're going to fight. They're going to scratch. They're going to claw. I just think Georgia's a little too much. Um, as mentioned, the number four team, the Cincinnati Bearcats, um, undefeated to I, this point. I honestly almost thought you were going to say Bengals. No, For no. A quick second, <laughs> I heard Cincinnati and then the beat, and I was like, I was like, wait, no, no, no. Where's no. he going with this? Where's he going with this? No, uh, this Cincinnati team. Uh, there's been a lot of off the field talks that I think were kind of silenced. Uh, there was rumors that their head coach would be leaving for Notre Dame. Uh, that was kind of silenced on uh, Wednesday when Notre Dame announced they'd be hiring uh, or promoting, I should say, their defensive coordinator up to head coach, so I think that's going to settle the team down. Um, they're playing Houston this week. Houston's not bad. Houston is not bad at all. They have one loss on the year. It was week one to Texas Tech, and since then they have not lost. The number 24 team coming into this game. I, I think that I, I want Cincinnati to win because ever since the playoff expanded and you know it was created, the whole idea was to get a group of five team into a realistic chance to win a national title. Mm -hmm. And we hadn't seen it yet. Now, granted, no power, or excuse me, no group of five team has had the resume that Cincinnati has had this no. year. You know, they looked great all even, of last year. Even Cincinnati, yeah, I was about to say, even Cincinnati last yeah. year was, I, I wanted in. Well, and I think that that played a factor into them this season. You know, I think the committee probably ideally doesn't want to look at last year and take it into account. But when you consider the fact that this is a very similar Cincinnati team, you know, it's not like they had a bunch of players get drafted or anything like that. Did they have any players get drafted? I honestly couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I'm maybe a couple late rounders, but I know that the core pieces of the team are, are yeah. still there. Mm -hmm. And they uh, they went in and they, they beat Notre Dame in Notre Dame this year. And again, very similar to the Oregon over Ohio State win. That was not the best version of Notre Dame. Uh, I truthfully believe that if they were to play now, I, I would take Notre Dame in that game. Could be biased there. I am a Notre Dame fan. But I think that regardless of that, that is still a great win. That's better than any win Alabama has this year. Yeah. I mean, but Alabama's one loss was Georgia. No, right now no. they lost to A&M. Oh, A&M, that's right. My bad. They're, they beat, I just think they, they're gonna, they beat Georgia? They haven't played Georgia yet. Oh. They, uh, I, they, I always thought... SEC East and West, Alabama. Oh, see, you folks, don't honestly listen to me because I'm college football is not my uh, part. Whatever it's called, strong. It's, suit. it's not my strong suit. Yes, they uh, they beat Ole Miss, who was who's obviously a good team. They beat Arkansas, who's not bad. They beat Mississippi State, who's not bad. However, none of those teams are as good as a win in Notre Dame. Their mm -hmm. best win, obviously, is going to be Ole Miss, number eight team in the country. That game was in Alabama. Notre Dame's the number six team, and that game was in Notre Dame. So a much more yeah. impressive win for Cincinnati. And like I said, to help you know their kind of their resume, this is a tough Houston team. This is not a you know, it's not like they're playing some bummy team. So if they can get this done, I think they absolutely, absolutely deserve to be in the playoff. Yeah, number five, Oklahoma State. Coming off a huge win against Oklahoma in a bedlam bedlam game. Just exactly what we like to see. Uh, they played Baylor this week in the Big 12 championship game. I am not convinced that Oklahoma State's going to run away with this. I think it's going to be a tough game. I, uh, As far as betting goes, I took Baylor. I took the points. So I would like to see Oklahoma State get into the playoff. But also, if they get in, it probably means Notre Dame doesn't get in. So we'll see. We'll get to that in a second. But it's just cool to see some parody. And it's it's honestly funny to me because Texas and Oklahoma, obviously they're leaving the Big 12 to go to the SEC. It could happen as soon as this upcoming season. 
It will happen in the next four years. And the idea behind that move, outside of the money, which obviously plays a factor, but is the competition difference. Yeah. Neither of those teams are even in the Big 12 game this year. Exactly. I mean, you think those teams are going to go into the SEC and do well? Yeah, right. well, especially go, the they, SEC West. They would be in the SEC West. Yeah, so they're going to so have they, to play Alabama, yeah. Auburn, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, LSU, Texas A&M every I mean, year. Yeah, that's just, I, I just can't. That I don't see them doing well. I don't either, especially after the, the coaching news that we'll get to. But uh, Oklahoma State, it's a fun, you know, they're always a frisky team. Mike Gundy's a great coach. So, you know, if they... If they win, and assuming Georgia beats Alabama, they Alabama probably slides out and they slide in. Notre Dame at the six here. Uh, I think more than ever that this could be an example of them needing to join a conference. Um, yeah. You know, if they were in the ACC and were playing against Wake Forest or Pitt this year, and instead of not playing anyone, it would make a difference. And being a Notre Dame fan... The road to the playoff for them, it's not easy, but it's clear. Georgia needs to beat Alabama, and then one of the other teams in front of them need, need to, to lose. lose. Yeah. Be it Michigan losing to Iowa, uh, Cincinnati losing to Houston, or Oklahoma State losing to Baylor. Uh, again, not not like it's likely. Al- or excuse me, Michigan and Cincinnati are both 10.5-point favorites, and then uh, uh, Oklahoma State is a 6.5-point favorite. You know, they're all touchdown favorites or more. But would it be crazy if Baylor beat Oklahoma State? No. No. I, I mean, I think this year, um, just looking back at the past years of, of the college football playoff, I mean, I just think this is one of the years where it, it really any spot's up for grabs. Yeah. Honestly, um, yeah. Going just into Just because the... of how close these teams are. Mm-hmm. Usually, like last year, it was just it was clear-cut. You know, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio mm-hmm. State, and who was the fourth team? Uh, Ellis. No. no. They were bad last year. Who was it? Was it Georgia? Oklahoma? No, it wasn't. It was, it wasn't Georgia. Or, it was Oklahoma. No, it wasn't because they played Florida in the, in the, no, it wasn't them. But it wasn't Georgia or Cincinnati either because they played each other in a bowl game. Yeah. Wait. God, this is, this is not great. I apologize. Who was the national title game? Who did Alabama kill? Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio State beat Clemson, Clemson. in the who semi. Who did Alabama Who did Alabama? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yes, Notre, right. Dame. Right. Notre, Dame. Right. Notre Dame. Notre yes, Dame. Yes. That was a bad look for me as a Notre Dame <laughs> fan. That was rough. Yeah. No, well, the game wasn't very competitive, which is the explanation I mean, for that. You got a Notre Dame team who's not a conference going to play a Alabama team who just, who was stacked. I well, mean, they had, yeah. I mean, six first round picks. Six first picks. round picks. But I will say, Notre Dame covered the spread, and they lost by less than Ohio State did in the national title game. So you can rag on Notre Dame for getting blown out. They were closer than Ohio State was, and they did better than Vegas predicted them to be. So I won't hear any of that slander. But as far as this Notre Dame team goes, I think they're, they're, they really are playing their best football of the year right now. They're peaking at the right time. Uh, it sucks that we might not get to see them play in this playoff because I really think that when you look at uh, Georgia, who I believe is the clear-cut number one team, yes, the formula to beating Georgia is winning a game ugly. Georgia's defense is too good. You know, you're not going to outscore Georgia in the sense that you're going to win a game 42-35. No. But you can grind out a 14-17, a 20, you know, somewhere in that 14-24 to 24 range you can win a game ugly like that. Georgia's defense is too good, but I think that if Georgia, whose offense I think is good, but it's not insane, comes up against one of these extremely talented defensive teams like Michigan, like Notre Dame, like Oklahoma State, I think that it could give them problems in the sense that if they can't score, you know, these other teams don't need to score as much. If Georgia puts up 30 points, there's no way anyone's going to beat them. I don't think anyone can hang yeah. 30 points on this Georgia defense. No, 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 no. And also, Georgia, I mean, Georgia's running back university. Yep, RBU. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't, 
when they have such a good run game, it's hard to score points when you don't have the ball a lot, too. Right. Their time of possession is probably through the roof. Well, and then they hit you with that, that play action and find Brock Bowers on a corner route or something like that. <laughs> Brock I mean, Bowers. Brock Bowers. He's, he's a miniature Gronk out there. It's crazy oh, yeah. to see. But, yeah, I uh, I think that... Which is why I want Notre Dame, you know, to possibly play them as the four because this Notre Dame defense looks really good. Mm-hmm. And this is a perfect segue here. Uh, Brian Kelly leaves the University of Notre Dame to go coach LSU. What a storybook ending it would be if Notre Dame sneaks into the playoff and wins the whole thing while he has nothing to do with it. I mean, it's possible. Maybe they didn't like the coach. Maybe, maybe they didn't like him. I mean, the way he kind of left was a little shady. It was. And look, Brian Kelly's a scumbag. I think that's that's pretty well known, and that was shown again here. I personally was not upset with him leaving. Uh, I think he's a great coach, don't get me wrong, but I think that he had plateaued at Notre Dame. We were consistently the four, five, six, seventh best team in the country, but we were never the one, two, or three mm-hmm. under him. And... I think Notre Dame's too big of a name at this point in time to ever be a not top 25 team. So rolling with a new coach, which I love doing. He's 32 years old. Our offensive coordinator's 29 years old. Wow. Yeah. So a young coaching staff. Which, I mean, the game's developed. Yup. So why not have a young coach? It worked for the Rams. Mm-hmm. It worked for the Packers. Well, yep. kind of for the Packers. Yeah, yeah. Um, who but, else? But I think the that Cardinals? it'll give... Yeah, absolutely. I think that I would rather take the chance that maybe Notre Dame is the 17th or 18th best team in the country. Mm-hmm. But at least we have a chance to be one or two now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm not really upset with it. But th- that is big news for LSU. Brian Kelly's going there. I don't think he's going to do very well. No. I No. I just... I don't like the Kelly brothers. Mm-hmm. I think they're not that very good coaches. Like, okay, yeah, at Oregon, Chip Kelly was the man, but also he had a bunch of stars. They're not brothers. What? There's no relation there. Wh- what? Yeah, there's no relation there. They look the same, though. I know they do. I've looked it up before because I've had the same thing happen to me. No way! <laughs> there's no relation. No way! <laughs> they are not related, I promise. Oh, that sounds so stupid, man. What? No. I thought they were brothers. No, they definitely do look alike, and they both coach college football and one one in the NFL for a stint. But yeah, they're not related. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be my TikTok moment. I think that this could be breaking news for a lot of people as well. Uh, Just yeah. Oh my gosh, I feel I feel dumb. I feel dumb. It's all right. It's okay. Well, I don't want to talk about Brian Kelly anymore because he just made an embarrassment out of me. Uh, that's okay, but I do, just to finish that up, I don't think he's going to do well at LSU, I don't think he can recruit well in the SEC, it's going to be a completely different vibe than at Notre Dame, uh, so I don't think he is going to have the success that he imagines there. However, one coach that I do think is going to find success in his new job is Lincoln Riley. Yeah, he's going to freaking USC. Leaving Oklahoma, going to USC. He's he recruits everybody. Most of his recruits are West Coast recruits. Yep. LA's got some of the best high schools for for high school football. Yep. I mean, modern day, just to name one of them. I know a kid that got. Uh, he's on Oregon now. He's a kicker for Oregon. He's a modern day kid. Uh, but, I mean, I think I think it's a better move. I do too. I mean, just when you look at the contract, hundred ten million dollars. Uh, USC's buying both of his homes in or or in Norman, Oklahoma, for uh five hundred thousand dollars over the asking price, a six million dollar home in LA and private use of the jet. Obviously, for him and his family, you'd rather live in Southern California than Norman, Oklahoma. But from a football perspective, instead now of you know, as we said, Oklahoma's going to the SEC. Yeah. They're going to have to recruit against Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Georgia. Florida. Ole Miss. Uh, yeah, right? I mean, all Ole of Miss these. Is trying to get Arch Manning. Yep. Like, all of these insane teams, instead of Lincoln having to not only recruit against them, but then play against them, he now is instead recruiting and playing against Oregon, UCLA, Utah, all of those teams. 
So, mm-hmm. not that those teams are schleps or anything like that, but there's obviously a big gap there between the Pac-12 and the uh, SEC. Yeah. So, I get if you're mad if you're an Oklahoma fan, because you're in a really bad spot right now. You've had all of these recruits, you know, leave. You commit. You're... Your supposedly Heisman-winning quarterback is gone, even though he was terrible this year, Spencer Radler. Yep. He's gone. Um, you got to deal with a sophomore quarterback in Caleb, Caleb Williams, who is good. He is good. He is good. It just, that game against Oklahoma State, he was... Not good. Made some... He, made, made, he some, made freshman yeah. mistakes. He made freshman mistakes. You don't, don't... You can't throw an 18-year-old kid in there... Right. ...in a big game and go, hey, go win us. Go win us the game like you're Tom Brady. It just uh, it's unfortunate timing with them moving to the SEC and now having to kind of start all over. Uh, it's not the ideal situation for them to say the least. And then yeah, yeah you know, like you talked about those transfers, uh, a bunch of commits that were committed to Oklahoma have switched and committed to California or USC. It's it's the start of Lincoln bringing his guys with him. So it's really interesting to see uh, how the transfers are going to work out. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Going to where the coach is? You know, I it makes sense to me because the coach, especially with the five stars and stuff like that, the coach is the one that do, does most of the recruiting. He's yeah. the one that's in your house talking to your parents and you. Mm-hmm. He's the one that's selling you on something. And I think that in a scenario like this where it's not a downgrade uh, in schools, like it's not like he... Uh, left from, you know, Oklahoma and is coaching, like, Memphis now or something like that. Yeah. USC is still one of Prestigious the top. School. Yeah, right? So I don't think that it's a downgrade. I mean, it sucks, but they owe nothing to the university at this point in time. I don't have a problem with it. Okay, what about, um, like, juniors or seniors leaving that have been playing there for a couple years? What do you think about that? Uh, you know, I think that obviously that there's scenarios to look at as far as that goes, but I I think it's, at that point, you owe it more to the university than the coach, in my opinion. Okay. I, I agree with you because I'm not too happy with what Fresno State quarterback Jake Hayner did. Let me hear it, Joe. Let me okay, hear it. Okay, listen, I'm a Nevada Wolfpack fan, but... I'm also Bulldog born, not Bulldog bred, I'm Bulldog born. I grew up in Fresno, you know, watched both Carr brothers, who lit it up there, David was better than Derek, tell you that right now, that's why David was the number one pick. Carr sucks. Okay, chill. (laughs) Um, But, I think, he he actually released a letter today, Hayner did. Really? thanking Thanking the Central Valley, thanking... I'm like, really? Then stay. You have one more year eligibility left. Maybe two. Yeah. You had two great seasons. This season especially. This season, 32 touchdowns. Yeah. I mean. Only eight interceptions. Exactly. Why leave to go to a better school? You're getting the same You're getting the same uh, NFL uh, scouts looking at you. Yep. If you're going to do good, you're going to do good at Fresno State, do good at UW. It doesn't matter. I mean, U-Dub's a little... You're playing better competition. You'll be playing USC. So... But I don't think it really matters because when you look, like, the Nevada quarterback this year, Carson Strong, Mountain West quarterback, he's getting a ton of love. He's going to be a first or a second round pick. Exactly. You know, that shows that if you're Hainer, this can happen. I uh, It does suck because I think, like, one of the big issues in college football is, like, parity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same teams that are good year after year after year. So it's super fun when you see these other schools. That's like why it's so cool seeing Cincinnati this year, yeah. seeing Oklahoma State, because these are teams that you know don't get a chance. So I, it sucks because, like, don't get me wrong, Washington's not an elite program or anything like that, but they've made the college football playoff. Yeah. So like it'd be it'd be way more fun to see Hayner stay at you know uh, Fresno State for another year and be a top fifteen. Right, team. maybe go they undefeated made it this year. Right, maybe maybe go undefeated and have a run at you know being yeah. next year Cincinnati or exactly. something like that. Exactly. Instead, but, you're laying them out to dry. There's not gonna you know. You know what? I think the team didn't like him. That's why he's leaving. I, why would you could leave? Be. I mean, yeah. I my dad told me at he was at the. Boise State Fresno State game, which Fresno State got dogged like mm-hmm. back. Um, and Hayner was over there on the sideline 
alone while all of his other teammates were around him, were around themselves. Usually that doesn't look the quarterback is usually the leader in the huddle. Yep. Let's go. We're going to get this. I just think that's just No, I, I agree. It definitely could be a factor um, you know, when looking at the reasons for transferring. I think it's weird that you follow a coach, especially where like no no offense, but he's not the best coach in the world. Who, the Fresno State coach? Yeah. Fresno State's a stepping stone school. Right? He's like, going to go he's going to go from Fresno State, have two good years there. And then go to UW and probably be average. Right? Like if Saban left or something like that. It's different. I, I'd get if Bryce Young wanted to follow him because it's exactly. Nick Saban. Yes. Yeah. But this is not that scenario. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't like it. Um, but new, Some new transfers came out today. In the portal? or Yeah, in the portal. Adri- Nebraska quarterback oh Adrian Martinez. Oh, my God. He Adrian is another Fresno kid. is a scumbag. I hate Adrian Martinez. More than almost anything out there. I did see that he's transferring. Who wants him? He's not good. Hear me out. Hear me out. Fresno State. Fresno State. Kids from Fresno. That would be went perfect. Went to Clovis West. Hit a that home run off me. perfect. In River Park Little League. If he if he went to Fresno State. Homecoming. It'd be like a homecoming. They'd I would him. hate him so much more. <laughs> so much more. Than I already hate him. Why not? Listen. But it doesn't make not, sense. He, he's not gonna. He's not going to go pro. No, definitely. I don't think so. He shouldn't even be playing in college. He shouldn't have played in high school. Okay, he tore us up in high school. And he wasn't good. He's <laughs> okay. a loser. He's a loser. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, he could come back. I just wanted to say it. I no, wanted to, I, I wanted to see your reaction. No, that was awesome. I, I like the idea of, like, as far as, like, oh, like, hometown kid going back to Fresno. I hope he never plays another snap of football again. <laughs> I hope I never have to hear his name, see his face, watch about him on well, TV. Well, you know, if we go to Nevada games and he's at Fresno State. Dude, there will be an issue. There will yeah, be an there's issue. Gonna be a, there's going to be a big issue. I'll there. get kicked out if we go to Because that, that <laughs> game will be here next year. Yes, it will be. Yeah. Oh, I'll make a scene. <laughs> I will make a scene. An absolute scene. But hopefully we don't have to deal with that. That would suck. All right. Well, enough about... College football and transfers. That's in the past. Well, yeah. It's in the future, but... I mean, there's really not much else to say at this point. We'll see what happens with the uh, the championship games this week. And uh, everything should work itself out. The only controversy I could see is a scenario where Alabama does lose and doesn't get in. Or, excuse mm-hmm. me, Alabama loses and still gets in. I just... I really mm. don't think that'll happen. No. But uh, unless that does, everything will work itself out. Yeah. All right. Going into fantasy football. We don't have any stardom sit-ins for you because it's already, it's already Thursday. Mm-hmm. We're going to just let this let that go. But we do have guys that you can either pick up or that you already have on your uh, bench. These are guys that, um, you know, the playoffs are coming up. It's week 13. Got only a couple more weeks. These are guys that, you know, could help you get into the playoffs or – win in the playoffs. Absolutely. Because it doesn't matter if you go, you know, whatever. If you have one loss in the in the regular season, okay, good job. You get a bye, but... Yeah, right? No, it, it doesn't mean it anything doesn't matter. unless it doesn't you matter win anymore. in the postseason. Yeah. So, Murray, let's go ahead and give your guys first. So, yeah, these are two guys where uh, chances are they're not on the waiver wire anymore. They might be, um, but... They definitely are probably on your bench if you've had them. The first is Jalen Waddell, uh, wide receiver for the Dolphins. Tua has really seemed to come into his own here these last couple of weeks. Uh, Waddell's had over uh, 10 points three of the last four weeks, which is pretty solid. 23 last week. Um, Coming up the last four weeks of the season, they play the Jets, they play the Saints, and they play the Titans. None of those are really great defenses. No, um, they're not terrible. You know the Dolphins. I don't think that they'll that they'll be there, but they're looking at a wild card spot if they can win a couple of these games down the stretch. Which you know, obviously they're going to be trying to do. They're not a team that's tanking. Uh, so I really like putting Waddle in, just giving him a chance. Especially if you happen to hear this before Sunday, they play the Giants this week. Obviously, not a good defense. So I see a lot of a lot of good there, and then my other 
is Carolina running back Chuba Hubbard. Um, no McCaffrey. No McCaffrey. He's out. He's done. The quarterback situation, it's good that Cam is not going to start because he could have vultured some of those goal line touchdowns. Yeah. I think Chuba is for sure the number one running back there right now. He's on a bye this week. They might, but I think they might split with Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah. They could. They could. I just think that if Chubb is getting those number one back reps, yeah. that the results will yeah. be there. Uh, they, they're they on a bye, as I said. Then they play Atlanta, Buffalo, Tampa, New Orleans. Tampa's a good defense, obviously, especially that front line. Um, but the rest of those teams aren't really anything intimidating. I maybe wait and see, like you said, because we don't know who's getting the touches. Uh, maybe sit him for the Atlanta game and then wait and see how he looks. Yeah. And then, you know, give him a rip against Buffalo if you want. Um, but, yeah, those are my two guys. I think that uh, they both just have a lot of upside. And, you know, when you're looking, because the issue when the playoffs roll around is you got to worry about teams that have already kind of secured a spot and might not be playing their guys. Like, you know, for instance, if you got Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon's looked really good. Really good. They might want to just rest Aaron Jones for the postseason and stuff like that. So you could be in a position where you're like, ah, I need a running back. That's where Hubbard can get in. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing. You could stick with Green Bay even. you know, If they get the one seed locked up and Devontae Adams isn't playing, ah, I need to put a different receiver in. That's where you go with Waddle. So those are two guys that I like a lot in, uh, in scenarios like that where you need to put someone in. So... My first guy is um, a guy that shouldn't be on the waiver wire unless you're like in a four-man league. <laughs> but even then, he should be picked up. He's like top ten running back this year, but he's going to win you games in the playoffs if you have him. It's Elijah Mitchell. Yep. Dude, he is on fire. And also, he plays Seattle this week in Seattle, who mm-hmm. is terrible against the run. Just Gave up 100 team. yards to Antonio Gibson. Um, then they play. They go to Cincinnati, again, a team that can give it up on the ground. Yep. Then they have Atlanta at home. Yep. A team that is definitely going to give it up on the ground. Then at Tennessee on a Thursday night game, but primetime games bring out the best in people. Yep. Because you're playing in a, in front of a bunch Spotlight, of more people. Yep. And then week seventeen, they're at home against Houston. No, oh, I love that. And then like, especially where same thing, Carolina or excuse me, San Francisco's fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna look for him and with Debo out, he's gonna get even more carries. Because Debo had what, like seventy yards last year. He was week getting touches, touchdowns. yeah. Yeah. So he's my first guy. And I like that. Another guy you can pick up who's probably um like, give me a second, he's probably available, most likely, is Matt Breida. Let's see. He's owned in... I can't see how many... Um, can't see how much percentage he's owned, but... Oh, no. He's rostered in 37% Yeah, see, so chances leagues. are he's Chances there. are he's there. Listen, the Bills want to go. They want to be an offensive team. They're not going to win by the, their defense, just because with, without... Uh, On ESPN, he's only rostered in 16% of leagues. Wow. Wow. Just... I mean, you gotta look at this yeah. guy because he's getting more carries. He's getting more. He's getting touches. He's getting out of passes out of the backfield. I mean, which is what matters. I mean, uh, Singletary and Moss have kind of fallen off this year. They're definitely not as good as people expected them to be. Uh, I think that he does, like you said. I think he has room to assert himself as that number one running back and uh, kind of take over for. I there. mean, he had he had eleven touches last week. Nine on the ground. And two catches, but he had 12 fantasy points. He had 26 rush yards, 29 um, receiving yards, and a receiving touchdown. He Josh Allen is going to throw to him out of the backfield when it's. I mean, look at the week against the Giant or against the Jets. Excuse me. He had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown on only six six touches. Like no, I absolutely. I really hadn't been paying a, that close of attention to him until. Uh... Until this last week over Thanksgiving, uh, I was with some family that are Bills fans, and uh, they were pointing it out to me that they're like, oh, you know, I think he's going to be the number one guy going forward. You know, then I was watching that game, looking at some stats and stuff. I agree. He's he's also in a contract year, so he doesn't want to get 
be a free agent. Yeah, he wants to play his best. You want, yeah, you want to play. I mean, especially where I think Buffalo, where they're not really too committed to Singletary or Moss. No, they're not. If they uh, if they decide to themselves, oh, oh, I like him. I like yeah. you know, I like what he's doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, he could get some money from them. Be a big exactly. part of a Super Bowl caliber team going forward. I mean, they could run that RBBC then, man. Yep. Like yep. With Moss, Singletary, and him. Yeah. I mean, fantasy wise, that just that would suck. That would suck. Yeah. But. But for him and the Bills, it, it could make sense. Yeah, at a, as a football standpoint. Yep. Um, that's all I got. Um, maybe another guy, uh, Mike Williams. He's been playing good. He's yep. getting a lot. He's getting at least five or more targets the last four games. He's also in a contract year. He's going to want to get paid. He's been really a background character before this year. Even in some games this year, he's been a background character. Absolutely. No, I, I think him and then the other one uh, – Everyone, he's there's no way he's on the wa- waiver wire anymore. But Alexander Madison, yep. Um, look, I mean, with Cook going down, we don't really know what the Viking situation is. They could just sit Cook for the rest of the year. He's out for at least two weeks. Madison, again, chances are, unless your league has a bunch of tacos in it, yeah, someone claimed him because he is a very good. Like he, he will be a top five running back, I think, or or uh, top ten or. You know, top five is hard to crack. Yeah, right. That's what I was. He will be a top ten running back the weeks that he is getting the Dalvin Cook touches. So I think he's a great addition to any team right now. If yeah. he is still on your waiver wire, or if you claimed him and you're debating starting him, I'd give him a go. I'm starting him this week. Yeah, I, mean, I don't blame you. I I held on to him. I drafted him because I knew I drafted. Did you Dalvin really? Cook. I drafted him. Yes. Oh, but you drafted Cook as well, so you were yeah, a little so handcuffing. Yeah, I, got I was. You. I was running the handcuff. No, well, I technically mean, you drafted Cook because we had a fiasco with our. Uh... Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Looking yes. back at that trade, I'm really, I'm really sad. I don't even know what it was. What was the full? Because okay, so remember, me and you wanted to switch where we were picking. Yeah. And Dom only switched our first, first round. round picks. Yeah. So you picked for me, and then I picked for you. Well, it was Jonathan Taylor. I picked Jonathan Taylor for, for me. You. Yes. Yeah, because I and, picked... we, and then we switched. Them. Yeah. No, I mean that obviously worked out for me a little better, but <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm starting Madison as my RB two this week because I have Zeke that I got a trade from CJ. Yeah, Zeke's and going tonight. Yeah, they said they're gonna feed him. That yeah, which I'm surprised they even came out and said that. Like, like that scares me a little. Bit. Right. Well, I mean, Pollard's been playing really well right now. Uh, I went and grabbed him in a couple leagues. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just because. He's already getting a lot of touches if Zeke slips up or maybe has like a minor injury. Uh-huh, even. Where he's out for a couple weeks. Right, they could just... Uh, Pollard they... could be one of those guys too. Yep, I agree. Yeah. Um, let's go to uh, gambling. All we right. love gambling. I got my card in front of me. Um, my first one is a, a two-team teaser. Arizona down to one and a half against Chicago. Kansas City down to four against Denver. I like it. Starting with Arizona, I mean, look. Kyler's supposed to play this week. Yeah, from and what, DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. So from what I've heard, with him playing, I feel even better about it. But even if Colt McCoy is playing, down to one and a half, I get it's in Chicago and the Bears aren't horrible, but Matt Nagy is horrible. Oh, dude, I can't I can't wait till they fire him. I, they need, I'm shocked it hasn't happened already, but in, a, in essentially getting Arizona down to a pick em, I really like it. That is, I mean, that is good, like... They're gonna. They're probably gonna win. Yeah. Right. I mean, like I feel good about. It. And then Kansas City down to four against Denver. Don't get me wrong. Denver has been playing some some decent football lately. Is it in Denver and in Kansas City? It's in KC. Okay. Which is why I really like it. KC right here is coming off of a bye. Uh huh. So they're fresh. They're ready to go. I think that the last couple of weeks you've seen them really start to pick it back up. I still think they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl in my mind. That's neither here nor there. I just think that they're getting back on track to playing the quality of football that we had seen them play prior to the start of this season and the previous two seasons. Mm-hmm. So getting them down to minus four at home, I think, is good value there. Yeah. I like those. I like those picks. What scares me in most of these is I, I only took favorites, really. But Yeah, the favorites thing is, is you always, I mean, I always like to, when if I do like uh, parlays and stuff, yeah. at least I like to have at least one underdog. And it'll be like, um, like a, a Raiders plus like eight and a half or something right. like that. Like something that where you know any any NFL team can win on any given Sunday. Right. 
So, I mean, it's always had good to have a dog in there. And America likes dogs, too. Right. I do have one dog. We'll get to him in a second. Uh, the next teaser I got is Tampa down to five at Atlanta. Indy down to two and a half against Houston. Another teaser. Look, I just don't think Atlanta's very good. No. I think that... Matt Ryan is at least on this team. I think if he went somewhere else, he could be finding more success. But I just, I just think he's relying too much on Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson. Well, yeah, I mean, Cordell Patterson's playing great, mm-hmm. but he's relying too much on a young Kyle Pitts. And Russell Gage as your number one receiver is just not what you want to be. That's why I Granted, really like Calvin Ridley's having some. Yes, you which know, is a completely understandable. Understandable. Like, I'm not saying, like, that they need Calvin Ridley. But yeah. Like, having Russell Gage, who's a, who was a three receiver last year. who's their number three receiver Right, last and year. now all of a sudden he's your one. Yeah. And I think that, you know, because Patterson has been electric, but this Tampa Bay run defense is really good. I don't see him having the success. I think Ryan's going to have to throw. And like you said, with Russell Gage as the number one receiver, yeah. I, I think this gets blown open. And then Indy down to two and a half against Houston. Look, Indy, I know they lost last week, but Indy is playing really good football right now. I think that they're a really good team. Houston, not great, obviously. So Indy down to two and a half. I think you're going to get a heavy dose of Jonathan Taylor. I think he's going to go over 100 yards again. I I like the two and a half there. He's on fire. I got him to win MVP. He needs to get more, just because... Like, the, Brady right now is the odds-on favorite to win MVP. And yeah. obviously, as a Brady homer, I'd love to see it and stuff like that. But I think, like, it, running backs just need more consideration. I think Derrick Henry would have won it before he went yes, down. Yes, if, if he kept playing like he was. Yep. But, I mean, he couldn't take an No, take no. Dive. So I would like to see JT get it. Yeah. But whatever. Um, my other, my last favorite is Baltimore four and a half at Pittsburgh. I just, I think Lamar, he's coming off a really bad week, so I think he's going to be playing with a lot of energy and stuff like that. You know, he threw four picks last week. I expect him to play better this week, and, like, honestly, Big Ben, he just doesn't have the stuff anymore. They're going to draft Carson Strong, that's all. Yeah, right? No. They're going to draft Carson Strong. I'm going to have to get a damn Steelers Steelers jersey. I hate it. Uh, Get a Bumblebee one. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get a bubble. <laughs> but, no, I mean, look, I, I it's a on the road. I don't love this pick, but I, I think Baltimore is just, just a better team. I don't think Pittsburgh's very good. Okay, my thing about that one is, is that Pittsburgh hasn't... Okay, look at, okay, look at last week with Cowboys and Raiders. Raiders had lost three games in a row. And then they went into Dallas and beat them. Yep. This is different. Very. Steelers have, I'm going to say technically lost three games in a row because I count ties The tie is a loss, yeah. Especially against the Lions. It should count as a double loss. <laughs> it should have an extra loss. But um, I just think at home, I just, I don't know. I, I don't, it's, it's hard to tell because the Steelers aren't the Raiders. Right. You don't have a, in his prime quarterback, who's fired up because they've lost three games in a row, who wants to go beat the team that he grew up, you know, rooting for. Yeah. He's a Cowboys fan. I just, I don't see it happening for Pittsburgh this week. My underdog pick of the week, Monday Night Football. New England Patriots, plus three, forget the points. Money line, baby, plus 120. I love the Patriots. The Bills have not been playing well. They beat up. On a really bad New Orleans team last week, Josh Allen is not that good right now. Do not now. say that with him in the room right here. <laughs> he is not that good Do right now. Do not say that with him right there in the room. I am not. This Bills defense is extremely overrated. Mac Jones is going to tear it up. There are certain things that are just true in life, and one of those is the Patriots beat the Bills. I don't care that it's in Buffalo. I don't care that Bills Mafia is going to be there. Because guess what? Bills Mafia was there for years when Brady was going into Buffalo and smacking them around. Mac Jones. But Bills, the, the Bills didn't have Josh Allen. The Bills Mafia has backed Josh but, Allen. You can't, but you can't deny that. No, they, they just, have they've rallied around but, the fireball kid. It's just, still Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. MJ10 baby, 
trademarked that. The second coming of TB12. It's like when uh, like when Palpatine made Snoke. No, it's yes, because those movies were terrible. They they were, but the analogy remains no. true. Pick a better. Pick no, a better it, the analogy remains true. Pick a better analogy. I don't have another one. I thought of this one already. <laughs> Mac Jones is just the reincarnation of Tom Brady. He is the, the minimum four Super Bowls in his career. Minimum four. Maximum nine. I don't like that so, at all. I don't like that at all. And we're going to get it. It's everyone's, I, give him, I give him the four. I give him the four. <laughs> everyone's kind if of he's got a career like Brady's. On notice right now, it's like, damn it. Patriots back. They just beat the Titans last week, who were the number one seed in the AFC. Okay, the Titans, I... Okay, they may have been the number one seed. They're not the best team in the AFC. I agree. The Patriots are. And now, they're going to roll into Buffalo, and they're going to do what they do best. They're going to make the Bills sad. They're going to make those fans sad, and they're going to win this game by 14 or more. That is a bold statement. That is a bold statement. Bold statement with Murray Bell. But, wow. 14. 14 or more. I think that this New England defense is buzzing right now. They are playing incredible football. I think Josh Allen's going to have a hard time passing the ball. I think you could get Breda getting some some production because I think New England is going to be more focused on making sure Josh Allen doesn't do his thing. Even if you look back against Tennessee last week, New England gave them the rush yards. Tennessee had over 200 yards rushing against New England last yeah. week. And they still Hillier lost. Hillier just went off. Yeah, but they lost by 20-something. Because no receivers. They didn't have any receivers. You're going up against, I'm, this is what I'm saying. No, You're going I'm... up against, which arguably a top three receiver in the league. Like, not fantasy-wise. J.C. Jackson no. will shut him down. No. Clam. No. But then you got to look at the veteran, Cole Beasley. Who, oh, Beasley. Who you think I Belichick love. doesn't know how to defend slow white guys? His team has been but, made up of slow white listen, guys. Listen, he knows how listen, to shut them down. Listen, you got to watch out for the veteran. Another SMU product like Cole Beasley. Emmanuel Sanders. Just speedster. I am not at him. all worried. And, and you got to watch out. I'm, I'm not done. Dalton Knox. He's good. Dawson. Dawson. First of all, that's not who I was going to say. I was thinking of Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Dalton Schultz is also on my Dynasty League He's team. on a team of mine this week. Um, Gabriel Davis. Watch out for Gabriel Davis. I'm not worried. Just watch it. About watch. Mac Jones throws for over Sleeper 300 yards. Sleeper? No. No. Over 300 no. yards. No. At least four touchdowns. Okay. New England. Then I have Josh rivaling that because he's. it's going to be a close game. No, it won't be. Yes, That's it what will. I'm saying. New England's yes, going to win by more than 14. No. 38-17 New England. Book it. No, Book that is it. not happening. It will not okay, be a close game. I'd give game. it to you if the Patriots were at home, but it, they're in Buffalo. In Buffalo. I don't... They could be in Buffalo, New England, Hawaii, Russia, the moon, Jupiter. I don't care. Patriots by a billion. A billy. Okay, okay, whatever. What about tonight's <laughs> game? Uh, I got Dallas. Uh, I took a minus four and a half. I feel like it might be a little bit of a trap here because that does seem a little low to me, to be honest with you. Uh, Taysom Hill starting at quarterback, which I do think is an upgrade over Trevor Simeon. No Camara. No Camara, obviously a factor. Amari's back as well. I actually they're gonna s- limit him though. I know the line actually moved up to six and a half today when Kamara. I saw that. I saw that. Kamara officially got ruled out. I bet it at four and a half because I knew he wasn't gonna play. Cause yeah. No crap. But I guess a lot of people saw that and, you know, uh, last minute. I, I'm not going to lie. I still like it at six and a half. Yeah, um, I like it at like six and a half. I, I think Dallas wins by a touchdown, which is seven. Um, you know, they've been they've lost three of their last four. And they've been favored in all of those games. So they really need to play a little wait. better here. No, Kansas City. They yeah, I was like, against. wait a second. <laughs> Kansas City, they, it was a two and a half point spread. It was, it was, it yeah, was close. It was close. But, but I think that, you know... They still have Super Bowl aspirations, and I think that they are a Super Bowl-quality team. I think Mike McCarthy not coaching is a huge upgrade because I think he's a terrible coach. Terrible coach. Terrible As coach. a Cowboys fan, I dislike, because I don't like using the word hate, dislike strongly Mike McCarthy as a coach because he doesn't have the balls to make the big play. It's third and ten. got to get this. Little Here, Zeke. Yeah. Here. 
Here, here, Schultz. Here. I'll do you one better. Pass. I'll do you one better. I love to say it. I hate Mike McCarthy. I, I don't like saying the word hate. I on. love it. I hate Mike McCarthy. I'm a positive person. I don't like saying the word hate. I hate him as a coach. As a person, he might be a fine enough dude. Don't know enough about him. As a head coach, I hate him. Yeah. I mean, he just, I mean, he won his only Super Bowl. I will tell you the two things why. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers and Charles Woodson. Right? No. It was, I mean, uh, but back on Dallas here, I think that they are still a team with Super Bowl aspirations this year, mm-hmm. and I think they need to get it back on track. This is a good week to do it against against a not great Saints team. Look, they're going to be able to score points. They should not give up too many points. So I like Dallas here at the four and a half, six and a half, whatever you're getting. As long as you're having it under a touchdown, I like it. Seven and a half gets a little tricky. I haven't seen it seven and a half anywhere, but you know you probably aren't going to hear this before the game starts, I, anyways. No, I'm posting it right before right the game now. Starts. So um, so maybe you do, but but uh, yeah, I I like Dallas. Um, yeah, you know I got a little nostalgia when I woke up this morning. Oh, what's I, that? Uh, so I I popped up. Um, I opened the good old Twitter. Oh, I love Twitter. Um, and as as the people who know me know, I'm a big Romo fan. Romo is my favorite player of all time. Yeah. First and then second runner-up, LaDainian Tomlinson. Wearing Just, a Romo jersey right now, people. Wearing a Romo jersey right now. Um, I It was the game in 2012. Uh-huh. Cowboys Saints, number nine versus number nine, Drew Brees versus Tony Romo. <laughs> I was watching that game and I was like, I miss Romo. Yeah. Because there was two throws that he threw to Dez. He was not open. Dez was not open. And he threw these balls like just here, go get it. Threw it. Dez caught it. Touchdown. Like Dez caught it. Dez uh, first of all. Dez, Dez caught it. Dez caught it. <laughs> um But yeah, it was just like like wow, like I watched that game live. Like yeah. I remember it. <laughs> I remember going, oh no, oh, 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 no. oh my, Jason Witten. Uh, I miss Jason Witten too. Really miss Jason Witten. This just Cowboys team's just as good as any team Romo had. Yeah, but just imagine if Romo had this team. I'm not gonna start this right now. Okay. Yeah, we probably should end this. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think Dak is pretty dang good. Okay, I'm not saying Dak's bad, but. I'm saying I like Romo. I know you like Romo, and I like Romo too. I'm just saying Dak's pretty good. All right. Well, I probably should wrap this up. Um, yeah, that's it for me. Murray, got anything else to say? Pats by a Billy. No. Go sell your house and put it on New England this weekend, Moneyline. Yeah. Send sure. Joe's the bill if they lose. Oh! <laughs> send, it to, send it to the bills. Send the bill to the bills, okay? All right. Peace out, y'all. Catch y'all later.